Welcome back to Highlighted, the All Sports Culture podcast. Today, it's Sam, it's Sully, and it's Kurt. Obviously, we're back. No surprises here today. But it's kind of be, you know, a little fun podcast. We got some questions sent in by you guys. We also have a couple things around the NFL to talk about. But uh, today's kind of, you know, kickback, relax type of vibe. So uh, let's get right into it. First off, we got um, a new head coach hiring in the NFL for the Philadelphia Eagles. They got their guy. It is uh, Nick Sirianni. I believe I pronounced that correctly. Um, but that's who they decided to go with. He was the Colts offensive coordinator, if I'm correct in that. I believe I am because I'm always right. Um, yeah, what, what do you guys think about this hire? Do you like the move or do you think they kind of settled on this one? Oh, I'll go. Uh, I don't really have too much to say about this. It was kind of one of those hires that kind of you weren't really expecting, especially with like Eric Bianami still on the board. You've seen the frustration with him not getting a job on Twitter and other media platforms. Uh, Nick Sirianni's done a good job. You've kind of seen the success the Colts have had and offensively what they've done per se. Um, it's kind of one of my least favorite hires just because I've been a fan of all the other hires in the league. Not to say I don't like this hire, but I'm kind of indifferent about it. I don't really have a set opinion on it. I, I don't know too much about this guy. Um, obviously, because the Colts, when you look at that team, honest, the, the focal point is really their defense. Um, so obviously the offense has been good, but I don't really know too much about this guy. But I think he'll do well. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, I'm glad they went with him over Josh McDaniels because that rumor was spreading that Josh McDaniels might get the job and that would not be good. But like I said, indifferent about it. I don't really care too much as long as they lo- as long as they lose to Washington, I could care less. <laughs> um, I'm with you, Kurt. I don't really have much to comment. I'm cool with it. I'm all for hiring a young offensive coordinator over a defensive coach anytime. If you ask me, because of how the league is moving right now and how much offensive oriented it is. Um, even though he didn't call plays, Frank Reich did it. Um, I think it's a solid hire. I mean, it's not the Eagles right now. They're such a shit show that they were not going to get a high profile candidate. Like once the chargers job closed up, Brian Dable took his name out of every head coach and head coach like opportunity because he's like, Buffalo is just better for me. And there's gonna be a better opportunity next year because of, um, you know, the how shit the Eagles and the Texans are right now. And Sirianni was like the only one that I feel like had upside out of all of the people that they were interviewing. So I'm glad that they picked him over McDaniels because apparently McDaniels was the front runner all the way up until they hired Sirianni just now. So uh, he's going to bring that Colts offense. Hopefully they're obviously hiring him with the intent that they're going to try and fix Carson Wentz. So they pick Carson Wentz. So he's not going to be gone from this team, um, whether you want him to be or not. So I, I also find it kind of find it funny that the Eagles couldn't like move on from Andy Reid. So they hired Doug Peterson. And now that they're missing Frank Reich, they hire Sirianni. So uh, Sully, what it's do you have to say? Yeah. What do you have to say about well, Sirianni? What I have to say about this guy is if you can get Phillip Rivers, who is horrible to throw 30 plus touchdowns, I know he didn't call the plays, Frank Reich did, but Phillip Rivers has no zing left and he threw 30 touchdowns this year. Sirianni must be some sort of wizard. So I think that the Eagles will be happy with him. And I do agree that they should go offense over defense in the league today. So I think um, it's a pretty good spot. Obviously, they're kind of in a horrible situation due to their cap space and the idea that Carson Wentz might be not very good anymore, might have lost all of his confidence or whatever it is. So, you know, this might not be like a long-time hire for them. It could be some something more short-term. But obviously, you don't hire someone looking short-term. But we'll see what happens with them. Wait, so in other news, wait. yes. Uh, you brought up Philip Rivers. I did. How le- no more zing. He has no zing left. He was he, forced to retire. And he retired. Zing depleted. The only door left for him was retirement. <laughs> uh, it's pretty much what happens. Hey. The zing monster just knocks on your door and he says, dude, it's time. You got to go. He obviously had more zing than Breeze, though. You can't lie. 
No, Breeze is, yeah, Breeze was at negative zing on the meters. Yeah. It was breaking the meters. Yeah, like the Zing monster was been knocking was like, at his door for a while now. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's yeah. got, like, he's got steel-plated doors, a bunch of locks on it. Drew did not <laughs> want to go. Yeah. But the, the monster broke in and got Drew. Also, speaking of Drew, you guys see his wife put on Instagram all the injuries that he's dealt with, the torn rotator cuff. Obviously, we knew about the broken ribs. I think there was one other thing. I know there was one other thing. Lung. I forgot what it was. Punctured lung. Yes. Shoulder. Thing. Um, yeah. So, you know, props to Drew. He's always been, uh, he's always been looked at as kind of like a warrior or whatever it is. Um, he's definitely played through some injuries in the past and he did it again this year. Um, kind of showed maybe that's why he wasn't, you know, he looks like he was throwing an 85 yard pass and it went about 16 yards and hit the ground. So <laughs> brutal. But, but I, I only I only bag on Drew Brees because um, I talk about how underrated career wise he is, and I think he's a was an unbelievable player in his prime, and I think people kind of know that, but he's still underrated a little bit. So that's why I'm allowed to uh, rip on him now. He's given me the okay. I talked to him. Oh, awesome. uh, yeah. That's so, great to hear. That's great to hear. Yeah. So moving on though, other news, Dwayne Haskins, you know the uh, Washington project that didn't really work out. He's getting signed by the Pittsburgh Steelers. What do we think? We think this is going to be a uh, a rebirth, or is it just going to be you know just another stop in the road, and he's not really going to have a career for himself? I don't think he'll have a career. Um, but if you're Pittsburgh, I mean, I don't really see why you wouldn't do something like this. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is at the point where, however many years he has left, probably one. Dwayne Haskins maybe is his successor, and will go after him. I wouldn't, I hope that wouldn't be the case though, but maybe he's just a backup for Pittsburgh. Who knows what happens, but it's kind of one of those situations where he's obviously not going to cost you a lot of money. It's not really a risky project to bring him in because obviously you saw what he did at Ohio State. Obviously, didn't work out in Washington, but you know, Pittsburgh's, I guess you could say, a better organization. Um, so maybe he'll, they'll figure something out with him. Um, I don't really know. I mean, Haskins, I still, I'm still rooting for him. I got really no bad blood against him. Obviously he didn't work out in Washington, but I don't really expect too much out of him. I just think at best he'll kind of just be a backup role in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, Kurt hit the nail on the head. I you mean, know, Sam, I never miss in my life. I'm always right. Yeah, you He's always do. hitting the you nail. Never do. I think Haskins could be, you know, a deep sleeper for MVP next year with the uh, Steelers. Yeah. I'm fucking around. Yeah. He's not going to do anything. Um, oh. But he was in the homeroom with my college roommate. So I have some sort, I feel like I'm connected to Dwayne oh, so you're now. best buds with him. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like we're like pretty good boys. So I'm, I'm rooting yeah. for him. Hope he does well. Um, Dwayne, you're listening. Hope you do well, man. Other than that, any news we got to talk about uh, in the NFL or NBA, we can go into the questions. I have one thing to say. I'll just bring it up. Uh, it was announced that Washington has Martin Mayhew. Sully, let me finish. Martin Mayhew <laughs> as the new GM. Um, it was announced a couple of days earlier that it'd be Marty Herney as the GM, but they've kind of announced now that Mayhew is going to be the GM, and then Herney is going to have this high executive role with the team. I like it. There's really not much to say about this. Obviously, we went last year without a GM. Ron Rivera is still going to get final say on roster. So he's kind of the big man in charge. But one thing I will say is Mayhew did draft Matthew Stafford when he was the GM with Detroit, or at least with Detroit. I'm just telling you, Stafford to D.C. is going to happen. That's true. They had a lot of success together, so he's probably really won Stafford. Yeah, so much success together. They really yep. did. Just yeah. Unbelievable just amounts. So much Dynasties. success. And he's going to do great with the weapons in Washington and that offensive line. Oh, my slandering. God. I, no Washington slander. You, you get it Stafford, and we just get some sort of wide receiver, too. It's over. Boom, it's, it's over. over. <laughs> Kelly, your team is done if that happens. Everyone's, put a fork yeah, in them. No, put a fork in them. Fork in them. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll just say this really quick. Um, rest in peace, Ted Thompson. He was our general manager Rip. for about 13 years. Uh, his very first draft pick was Aaron Rodgers, which is incredibly fucking ballsy to do as a first-time general manager. I think it worked out pretty well. Have, yeah, uh, while he's still a yeah, Brett he Favre. Well. Yeah, he's draft. Ted drafted a lot of the player, like the really key players that are on this team right now for the Super Bowl run. We're hopefully going to go on here this weekend. So this team is still his 
in some ways. So uh, a lot of Packers fans turned on him late in his career because he kind of started to fall off because his health started to fall off, which so kind of took away his football operation abilities because his health obviously just gave out on him clearly. And um, yeah, I mean, rip. I don't know what else to say. I mean, yeah, no, that's... Sad. he was 68 and he didn't really have a family. He just put his all into the Packers. And that was his family. family. The Cheeseheads. Yeah. Well, I'm not even kidding. And like his I'm first not time, either. they told him to fuck <laughs> off because he drafted future goat Aaron Rodgers. So the goat. Goddamn right. The goats. The goats. All right. <laughs> all right. So let's get into the questions now. Our first one is, is T-Log good enough to lead the same Jags roster that just went 1-15 to a winning record? No. No. I will elaborate. I say no as well. Uh, well, I, here's what I'll say. If you're focusing solely on T-Log, like if you have the same exact roster as last year and you just plop T-Log right in, they're not a winning roster. But it all kind of depends on what they do in free agency in the draft. I don't think they'll be a winning roster, but I do think that there's a good chance that they are in the heading in the right direction. They'll win six or seven games next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, I think they can win six games, especially because the AFC South is kind of dookie next year. Like looking at the landscape of it, because the Colts don't have a quarterback now, unless Jacob Eason. Jacob Eason, baby. Uh, so the Colts don't have a quarterback unless they sign someone in free agency, maybe a Dak Prescott or uh, going to Washington. I thought Stafford was going to Washington. Bring them both. They're both going. QB <laughs> they're battle. both. They're both going. They're going to battle in camp. And then Heineke is going to win the battle. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then you also have the Titans, whose defense sucks, and they have a lot of key free agents this offseason. And they also just lost Arthur Smith, which is the huge. goats. Yeah. <laughs> and then you also have the Texans, which who knows what the Texans are going to be next year. Maybe Deshaun Watson's not on that team. So maybe they could go zero to first. Who really knows? But maybe. I think I still think undefeated that. season incoming for yeah. Trevor. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. But no, that roster sucks. At least they hired Daryl Bevel and not whoever that Cowboys OC was that Kurt was talking about with uh, Connor. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Scott, Scott Linehan. Yeah, he yeah. sucks. They at least got Bevel. Which is good. Instead, leave it to Connor Livesey, Connor Adafo draft to talk shit about him. Yeah, I think they heard that actually. I think they were listening. <laughs> They're all oh, Connor. All right, we're not going to hire <laughs> Connor or yeah. boy. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, moving on to the next question. How much hockey do you guys watch? I'll answer this first. Not a goddamn <laughs> lick. Um, I watch a little bit of the playoffs. Like, I'll watch. I do watch a little bit of the playoffs. Yeah. I watch like second round on like on and off and then like i'll watch, watch a few the, games i'll watch like the full stanley cup and like a bit of the conference finals i love it i love nhl i've said i think the stanley cup playoffs is like the second most exciting event other than march madness just because you like compare it to the regular season and it's unbelievable it's not the same as it was and i'd said this on this podcast however many months ago but i was like it the whole reason why the playoffs were so good is because of the fans and the environment they bring. Oh, the fans are insane. It's yeah. nuts. Yeah. So without that, I mean, the bubble last year, like no one paid attention to it. Like I remember when like the Lightning won the Cup, that there was like a college football game going on or something that like more people were invested. In. I was like, are you are you kidding me right now? I was obviously watching the Cup because huge hockey guy over here. But um, <laughs> I mean, hockey is just soccer on ice. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. love getting a ball or a puck in a net that's yep that's, that's how he loves that, that. he loves that, balls yeah, and Kurt, nets Kurtz <laughs> loves balls and nets yep, that's exactly. for sure that is for all right sure. so uh moving on next question should the colts draft a quarterback or should they look to sign one in free agency uh definitely sign one in free agency um are we saying that they stay at 21 or they trade up what are we saying? That's for you to decide, Sam. You're the GM. Well, I would. Who are the free agent quarterbacks? I actually don't know. Dak is the only good one. Trust me, I've looked at it way too many times as a Washington <laughs> fan. <laughs> um, I would actually say for the Colts, I, I first I would try and sign Dak, but second, um, I'd try and trade for Sam Darnold. I I like that. I love Mr. I Darnold. I try and trade my second round pick for Sam Darnold. I like that. I'm with it. 
and then uh, I trade it because I don't think Mac Jones is. The, did you guys see Chris Ballard? What he said, he's like, you guys keep asking me about the yeah. if I'm going to yeah. draft a quarterback, and if I do and I miss, I'm going to lose my job, and I'm not risking that shit. And I'm just like, I respect it. Yep, I yeah. respect it. Mac Jones is not the guy you draft if you're trying to, you know, save your job. So I mean, yeah. nope, he's arguably the best GM in the NFL. So yeah. Besides Martin Mayhew, but and Dave Gettleman, of course. Yep. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. I thought we were talking about worst GMs. Sully, what do you think? Uh, what do you think they should do? Yeah, you you've been the questioner, not the answer. Um, well, to, you know, to trade up for a guy like Fields, obviously Trevor won't be there. Fields, Lance, um, Wilson, it's going to be tough. It's going to cost a lot because there's a lot of teams that need QBs right now. And I feel like the Colts, they have so much cap space, so they're kind of, and they're already a team that has kind of the weapons you already need to make a late playoff push. It's not like they need to have that rookie contract. So they could take on a bigger one. So a guy like trading for a guy like Matt Stafford isn't a bad idea. Darnold's he's got what he's got one year left on his contract. Unless they pick up his fifth year option, which they won't. But um, yeah. Unless, so, they, I unless mean, they plan on keeping him longer and not drafting a QB, but that'd be stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Darnold's would... not a Darnold's not a bad option because you get him for one year. You don't pick up the option if he doesn't do well. You just try to draft a quarterback or look to sign one in the next free agent class. So, but at that point, you're kind of wasting years a little bit with a very good defense, which usually good defenses are hard to keep together. So it's hard to say. If they could get Stafford, I think that them with Stafford would make a push for the Super Bowl if Stafford was able to stay healthy. Oh, yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah, I still yeah. think Darnold has a lot to bring to the table. I still think he's a good quarterback. Obviously, I, I've been saying that. We have, I haven't been impressed by what he's done this year, but I think that what he's done in our gaze in a terrible organization, it's unfair to fully judge him because of that. We saw what happened with Tannehill when he got out of the gaze trap, and he's doing really well with uh, Tennessee. Um, and then one last thing I'll say, I even though it was a popular answer, I would like to see Wentz. It's not going to happen now after the decisions that Philadelphia have made. But I still think that works out. Obviously, many people are saying it, but I just think it makes a lot of sense. So, Yes, sir. All right. I'm going to save all the, you know, kind of random questions for the end. All like the, yeah. you know, non-sports, all non, the non-sports yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. All non-sports for the end that we're going to go through NBA NFL right now. Um, we got who is the most underrated prospect in this year's NFL draft class. I will start this off by saying I barely know anything about the draft right now. Um, Sam has been campaigning for me to do a little of my own draft insight and research, which I might, I might, uh, I probably will do a little bit. Um, obviously I know all the quarterbacks and you know, the wide receivers, but I'm not going to be like Connor be like Nick Bolton, you know, is my pick for most under, like, I don't even know who that is. I don't know who that is. Uh, he's actually a middle linebacker and who does he play for Vanderbilt, Missouri, Missouri. Missouri. I, I know I knew that. No, well, I said Vanderbilt because I was testing you guys. I just want to make sure you guys oh, know yeah. everyone in the draft. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I get what you're but saying. Who, who do you guys think is your most underrated? I think Sam's is Greg Rousseau. I'm pretty sure he's going <laughs> <laughs> uh, to. Okay. Are we doing, uh, do we want to do like major sleeper or do we want to do like someone Anyone. who should be first round that isn't first round? You can right really, now. you do can give us both want. answers. You can give us one. You can okay. give us none. You can refrain um, from answering I'll, if you want. I'll name someone on both sides of the ball. Um, that okay. I'll say that should be first rounders, but aren't being talked about it right now. Uh, for the offense side, Landon Dickerson. I absolutely love this dude. He is an absolute beast for Alabama's offensive line. He's their starting center. But the main concern with him is that he's had four season-ending season ending injuries. Four? Yeah. Okay, I'm not touching that guy. <laughs> but four. he's been an animal when he's played. And uh, Sully, if you watch, did you watch national championships? Yes. You know, at the end of the game, when the guy came out and he had the brace on his leg and he took the the – victory formations i don't know if i saw that well that was landon dickerson and he's like an absolute trash talker i absolutely love his attitude and he's such a leader and he's just a beast i love landon dickerson and then for the defense side of the ball jalen phillips oh my guy jalen phillips who's a who's the better kane edge rusher out of miami 
uh, compared to Greg Rousseau and Quincy Roche. I will just say that this man is explosive. He can get in the backfield. He can, Oh my God. I absolutely love Jalen Phillips. I talked about him a lot more in the mock draft. So uh, go watch the mock draft. If you want to hear me, of talk course, about always go but, watch the mock drafts. Uh, we'll be having more mock drafts in the off season after the super bowl. So they'll be flowing around and be prospect like waterfall reports, mock drafts and prospect yeah. reports from both me and Kurt. Hopefully. If Kurt's I'm, I'm doing my draft research this year. That's I'm good. grinding That's the good. tape. Come That's on, good. Kurt. Kurt, two who guys, do you got? Two Someone guys on both sides. Okay, I was gonna do two defensive players. I'll name the two oh. defensive players. I'll think we'll of. I'll think, I'll think of it. one offensive. Okay, player. okay, we'll okay. It. All right. So the two guys on the defensive side of the ball. First one is Asante Samuel Jr. I think he's the cornerback. Whoa, whoa, four. whoa! Hold on. Yes. Asante Samuel. Yeah, Junior. it's his son. It's his son. What? I would draft him first overall. Yep, dude. That's really? amazing. That would be a Dave <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Take him at 11, Sully. Take him at 11. That, wait, wait, what position is he? Corner. Oh, he's going to be the best player in the NFL? <laughs> okay. Uh, sure. That's incredible. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I would say I, I, it's tough because obviously, like I said, he's my fourth corner on the board, but you look at the other three corners, and I think that they're fantastic in J.C. Horn, Kale Farley, Patrick Sertain. All three of them are fantastic. I love this cornerback draft, so – that's why, even though I have him as the fourth corner, I'm still very high on him. I think he's very good. Um, then the other one uh, is Jeremiah Wusu Karamoa, if I said that right, out of Notre Dame. He's extremely versatile. Uh, he can, even though he's primarily a linebacker, he can drop back in coverage and play almost like the slot corner role. He can get pressure on the quarterback. He can literally do anything on the defensive side of the ball. I have him, I think, on my big board as high as like 11 or 12. That's Ooh. why I think he's, yeah, it's a little high. Um, but I love this kid. I think he's fantastic. He won whatever the best linebacker reward was. I don't know exactly the term what that uh, was. Yeah, I, I don't remember. think that's. I can't remember. But it, that you get the point. I think he's yeah. fantastic, and that's why he's one of the underrated prospects. Is even though some people have him obviously going in the first round, I think that he's uh, going on my big board at least, fringing the top ten. Offensive side of the ball. Let me think really quick. Um, uh, maybe Kadarius Tony. Is that really a sleeper? I, I, I would not call that a sleeper. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I've got. I don't know. Um, phone a friend. Phone a friend. Yeah, let me phone a friend. Sully, what do you got for me? Oh, okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm sending it to voicemail. <laughs> no, no, no. My pick is. Um, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I was just about uh, to say that. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is properly rated. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to go. You know what? As you know, Wilson, he's going to be the second best quarterback in this draft. How's that? How's Thank that for a take? Thank you, Sully. Thank you, How's Sully. How's that for a take? Thank you, Sully. I actually do. I think I, I'm pretty sure I believe in that. I'm not 100% confident in it, but I'm pretty sure I believe in that. Mormon so we'll Manziel. Mormon Manziel. Yeah. Kurt thinks he's QB4, and I think he's insane. Yeah, it's why we don't listen to Kurt when it comes to the draft. Exactly. Me over you? Besides okay. the, uh, the <laughs> Herbert take, we'll not, uh, we'll not oh, bring I'm telling yeah. you guys, my yeah. eyes the don't take deceive is... me. What I see is 100% right. There's no wrong uh -huh. answer. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll, okay, if you're not going to say I'll just throw out um, Elijah Moore. There's a good one. He's Elijah Moore, really high on him, guys. I think he's going to be great. Yeah, do, you, yeah. do you even know where he plays? Kurt? That's good analysis. He plays Vanderbilt. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, no, it's Ole Miss. So, uh, okay. Next question. Right. Well, so moving first on. Round dudes. Do you think an average RB behind a great line is better than a great RB behind an average line? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We all, yeah. We all do. We've talked about this a million let's, times. Let's try to... All right, let's play a little bit of a mini game. Let's only spend about two minutes on this, but let's try to find the point where we would take the great uh, RB. Like, let's try to find the average running back cutoff, if you know what I mean. You, do you understand what I'm saying? So, no. so okay. So, well, like, we have Jamal Williams, and you have the best offensive line in the league, or would you rather have the 15th best line and Derrick Henry? Okay, well, the 15th best line isn't isn't bad. It's yeah, it's average. I 16th best. Is the yeah. line the number one line? Yeah, it's a number one line. I'm taking in the best line. With Jamal Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams isn't bad. He's a he's a solid not, running I back. I never said he was bad. I'm still taking <laughs> I'm taking the best offensive line because that'll give me the best 
opportunity for my quarterback to succeed. And All a quarterback right, is way more valuable than a running back. Okay, what about Shane Vereen? Who the fuck is Shane Ravine? <laughs> Shane Vereen. You don't know Shane Vereen? No, I Let's don't. Go. I know an NFL player that Sam doesn't know. Yeah, he, might, have, he? he might retire. He might have retired. Uh, <laughs> he was on the Patriots. He was on the Patriots like six years ago. Then he was uh, on the Giants. Uh, he might have retired. But you won't understand what we're saying. We all agree we'd rather have the average uh, running back and the best O-line. It's really, you know, there's this is like six or seven, eh, maybe less, maybe like five NFL running backs who are kind of in contention for the best. CMC, Kamara, Dalvin Cook, uh, Henry. Uh, who else? Saquon. Saquon, of course, the goat. Um, yeah, right. so it's it's really just about whose offense and whose offensive line in particular is playing the best at any given time, and that will probably he'll look like the best running back. Um, yeah, moving I mean, on, yeah. yeah, Tony Pollard, like, come on. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, well, he could be he could be good though. You, we don't really know for sure. He could oh, turn out to be a very good running back. Yeah, and that could be because his, actually his line's been stinky this year. So they were hurt. Uh, yeah, they yeah, were pretty hurt. Yeah. So. And he was better than Zeke. Right. Yeah, no, so he's gonna win MVP next year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. Which NFL players? Okay, this is kind of like a non-sports, but it it, requ- it also has to do with the NFL. So I'll ask it: Which NFL players would be the best boxers? Aaron Donald. <laughs> players that's that's where i come from too i'm thinking of aaron donald but also like the weight class do they even have a weight class for aaron donald like (laughs) right so Um, i guess all the nfl players would be in the highest weight class um, like almost all of them right about javon wims uh what team does he play for? <laughs> How do you not get that? Javon oh my god! Wins? I don't even know who that is. He's the one that swung a punch at uh oh oh. <laughs> oh he plays on the Bears. He yeah. dropped that horrible catch. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that guy's good. He's got good form. He's shooting yeah, out already. Yeah, yeah. Um. What about uh the guy on the Saints? You see that kidney shot he threw? Yeah. Gardner Johnson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, he's good too. He's got that's good body shots. That's the guy who shots. wins punch. That's the guy who wins. Punch. Oh wow, that's it. <laughs> we got to get that going. That's we got to get a, a cage yeah. match going too. Yeah, that is a good ring. fight. Yeah, that's a good fight right there. I was thinking maybe like uh Breeze maybe. Breeze would be a good boxer. <laughs> yeah. Bro, his ribs. <laughs> no, get no, he'd be the worst. Breeze would be horrible. You know, I yeah. instantly thought of James Johnson. But he's NBA player, but he does martial arts. So no, that's he, why he I would think fuck everyone up. He would yeah, fuck no, everyone up. He's like up. tried to fight someone on the court, I'm pretty sure, in the past. So it makes sense. Yeah. Good for know. him. Yeah. But yeah, we I think Aaron Donald's kind of where everyone's head points to. Yeah. Uh just because he's ridiculously fast for his size. So he'd be that's like kind of the recipe for a good tank. boxer. Yeah, he's a tank. He'd kill everyone. Yeah, they'd all yeah. be dead. It's so over. you want to fight him? I put I put money on you. I yeah, I was thinking you. about getting in the ring with him. Uh, over under Price twelve picks? and a half seconds. Yeah, listen to this. Under? No, 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 no. Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. no. I, um, let yeah. me revert it. Let me revert it. Let me revert it. Over under four point five seconds. He's trying to kill me. Do I live <laughs> under? Do you think you'd kill under. me in under four seconds? Holy, do you think you? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I need to die, guys. Come on. I'd like all right, then over. Yeah, but I you think need I to would die. So you're saying die. Yeah, no, I honestly I and would take the both... over on I would take like 37 seconds I could survive for. You each start in your own corner. What would you do? Real talk. If he was coming right at you, would you just try and run around the ring for as long as you can? Yeah, would what like else is there for, to do? For two minutes. Uh, <laughs> I would play so dirty, I guess. I don't know. I mean yeah. Uh, yeah, I just feel like at one point though, if you're actually trying to like survive, you can't just run around. Like you're actually having at one point to try and go at him, even though your yeah. chances of actually. And I would tire myself out before I tired him out. Yeah. So yeah. I think the ba- I would take him head on right away. I just I would go swinging. Just, just I go think. for it. Whatever. Go, for, yeah. go swinging at him. Yeah, yeah. I think I have yeah. a good chance, honestly. Uh, you could drop to the ground and he curb stomp you, and that's the game. What yeah. if you just like fake your, your knockout? Just that's it, yeah. But no, he's the goal is he's trying to kill me, like it's allowed. But what if you just what if you pretend like you're dead? Stop breathing on the ground, stop breathing. That's true, stop breathing. Yep, go into cardiac arrest, and then they'll think that you're not breathing. Yeah, I can do that on command. (laughs) It's one of my hidden talents. (laughs) All right, enough of that talk. Uh, are Toronto and Edmonton really top two in the north? 
Uh, Toronto, from a year-in and year-out basis, is always going to be dominant. The only downside to that team is their defense and goaltending. Edmonton, you look at the support system they had besides Dreisaitl and McDavid, and obviously it's not incredible. (laughs) 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 Um, Edmonton, a lot of people are downsizing them and downgrading them coming into the year just because constantly, like I mentioned, they didn't have the support system. But when you have two top three guys, I think McInnum's the second best player, even though Dreisaitl, you can make the case he's number two. I think Edmonton is constantly. His name's Dry Saddle. Dry Saddle, yeah. Leon <laughs> Dry Saddle. That's that's a tough oh, he's, one. He's, that's a name. He's ridiculous, he's good. though. Oh, he's insane. Him and McDavid play on the same team, and they're two top three players. But they don't. They lost in the first round last year. So, what do you think the downside of Edmonton is? Uh, I mean, they have no one else besides McDavid and Dry Saddle. Um, to go back to the original question though, on if I think they're going to be top two in the North, the, the Oilers, the, obviously we've started how many games have been played four games so far. So it's very early to make a determination on who and what seating will be at the beginning of the year. I didn't think Edmonton would get top two. No, I thought they'd get around the fourth seed in the North and still make the playoffs. Maybe Montreal, the Habs have been playing really good this year, especially in the first five games, and you didn't expect that to occur just because of some of the, you know, key losses that they have and just they're kind of heading on like a, I guess you could say downward slope. Uh, I've been a fan of the Canucks. Definitely not going to be top two, but the Canucks definitely you look at the future with Hughes, and I think that they're going to be good. I, I def, 100%, and I think any hockey fan should agree, Toronto will be one or two. And I, I think right now, I think you can make a good argument for Montreal to be the second seed. Um, but I think it'll be between those three teams, Montreal, Toronto, and Edmonton for the top two. And I don't really think any other team competes as of right now, what I've seen through these first five games. So they're doing like a full-on Canadian bubble up there? Yeah. So how it works is now, because of COVID, there's four divisions, the Central, East, West, and North. The North is basically all Canadian teams. Uh, which is pretty dope. It's if people simplify and say the Canadian division, like you just said, and then like the East is all teams like, you know, Capitals, Flyers, Islanders, Penguins. Uh, They did some shuffling around and there's the whole uh, argument and discussion on if they're going to stick with these divisions. And let me tell you, they won't, but it's a cool concept they're doing this year. Is that breaking news? Oh, not breaking news. I just think it's, I just think it's going to happen. So how would the playoffs work then if Canada and the U S travel stuff right now? Yeah, they'll, I I think they'll find a bubble there. There was a whole ESPN article where I saw the news. I don't know exactly off the top of my head as for format though, they're going to take the top four teams, which will make 16 four by four. Obviously I'm going to guess it's going to be in Canada. I guess I, the one last year was in, I think Vancouver, uh, the bubble. So I think it was. Not 100% yeah, they, sure. they had two bubbles. Yeah, yeah like they did. But as time went on, they went to just the one. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how that works. It'll probably be the same as last year because the it was, I mean, big props to NHL. They handled that bubble amazingly, but no one would kind of give them the credit because it's the NHL. Uh, so <laughs> fair respect to them. We'll see if it uh, – I think, I think uh, it'll be in Canada, though. I, I feel like there's okay. a set answer on you that. You guys want to make a trip or you want to – Yeah. I've been it's to like Canada. Bang on the stadium and like I've never been in. to Canada. It seems like a cool place. I've it's never been dope. either. It's pretty dope. Right, I've we'll always go. wanted to go to Vancouver. That's like one of the places. Right, maybe we'll do it. I was at Niagara, so I was kind of Canada. Not really. That's dope. Oh, so you were like but fake Ni- news Canada? <laughs> no, Niagara is actual Canada. Niagara was dope. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go to Toronto, but I wasn't able to. But It's okay. In the future. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take a trip to Canada, boys. Yeah, let's oh, do it. Uh, that leads us into the next question. Actually, not at all, but that's okay. Best uniform in all of sports history. My answer. Oh, oh I know. Mine's, uh, I got, oh, wow, wow. I got three answers. Utah Jazz throwback. Uh, yeah. yeah. Creamsicle Bucks. I love Creamsicle Bucks. I'm obsessed yeah. with them. Yeah. And my, um, I think I just forgot the third one. Uh. Miami, uh, Miami Vice, I kind of like, but it's okay, it's well. not the new one. I like the old one better, but uh, those yeah. are my answers. So the obvious one for me as someone who obviously loves the Jazz team in the 90s, 
I was going to go with the Chaz. Um, I had the Stockton throwback jersey in my closet right now. I should be holding it up for all of you to showcase how much I love the jersey. Um, off the top of my head, uh, maybe like a um, maybe like an old like the old Kings jerseys for NHL. Okay. Just kind of off the top of my head, but that's kind of all I got. The Jazz is exactly what I was going to say, so. Um, I'll say I'm going to go with. Don't be shy. I don't know, man. I, I didn't prepare for this. Uh, let's go with. That's why it's raw, uncut footage. <laughs> uh, I love the dinosaur Raptors jerseys from the 90s. Yeah, those are dope. I, I love are. those. And, um, I, yeah, I'll just say that. Cool. Uh, oh, and um, okay. Breaking news: Sam has another pick, <laughs> and the Grizzlies uh, Vancouver jerseys. Oh, oh, yeah. Those are those are sexy. Wait, I, I need I to see those. them right now. I gotta look them up. I obviously know what they look like, but like I need to see them for the occasion. You gotta. Look I am. At them. I am such a sucker for '90s NBA jerseys. Oh, I, I oh, love dude. them so much. Nine, everything about logos, '90s basketball. I've seen it TikTok. I've seen, uh, I've only, yeah, I saw a TikTok and it was like saying how the NBA modern logos are extremely boring and basically every logo is like identical now. They all have like similar themes and it shows the 90s logos and like shit was all over the place. Like it looked sick. Everything was like creative in its own and like now everything's just the same. Everything's a fucking circle with different colors in it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to ask you guys this. All right. Over, over time, like all time, which team has done the best with their uniforms of all time? Like any sports team, just consistently not uh, like they can have a dip in quality and that that still hits the record. I have an answer. Um, Feel free to say it. The I Toronto got no Raptors. I was thinking about Toronto. They have done beautifully with their jerseys, like all time with their, with their purple ones back in the day, then the dinosaur unis. And then you get to the, and you come up to now with the modern day unis, the red with the black, and now they're they're like arrow unis. Oh, I love them so much. The they just switched their unis this year, and they're so nice. And their court is amazing. Just their branding in general is fantastic. So I don't know what you guys. Think. Fair play. I've no. I literally have no idea right now. So I mean, you should just cop gotta, out. Mine's kind of. It's got to be an NBA team. I feel like NBA teams. NFLs, they don't really do anything crazy. They I don't think, change it up opinion. that much unless you're like the Rams or the Bucks with the alarm yeah. clock numbers. I like the Rams are good. Uh, I think the Dolphins. Oh, yeah. I like the Dolphins color scheme. That's kind of why I like their jerseys. So they don't do anything crazy, I'd say. Um, as for like an NBA team, I don't know. I think that the Heat are probably up there uh, all time, though. I'm not sure. Maybe like. Maybe the Suns. I, I I don't like their main rotation. Mine right might now, be the Jazz, actually. Honest with you, mine really? might be the Jazz. I don't like the normal Jazz right now, like you know, like the dark blue or whatever. But the ones where it's like it's it's like a gradient kind of, and it's like yellow and red. I love those ones, and their '90s ones are obviously amazing. So yeah, yeah. They they have the their new gradient jerseys, but it's like black all the way up to here, and then it gradients. It's kind of weird. I don't know. That's a lot of sketch. I just don't like the Jazz as like main rotation right now with like the green, the yellow, the blue, and the white. And... Yeah, the green's a little weird. Just the name Jazz. Just it's you're not gonna be cool. You're playing on the Jazz, dude. You're, you're not cool. Well, it's in Utah, it and that team name was invented for New Orleans for a reason and it makes sense why it was made in new orleans yeah and they moved to yeah they got to be the mormons utah. or something i don't know utah mormons <laughs> be, yeah know. they'll just be uh the brigham young jazz yeah like that but yeah okay well moving on we got another all-time sports all-time favorite moment in sports i got mine it's a tie number one david tyree catch number two Mario Manningham catch in the Super Bowl. Uh, if we're talking from my perspective, I wasn't alive when this happened, but John Riggins on the fourth and one to seal the game and win the Super Bowl for Washington. 
uh, run to the left. What broke the, the tackle. I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> um, but if we're talking about like overall sports. Um, one that you've seen in your life, Kurt, and one that you'll never forget. You can think of it. It's photographic. You can hit the play button. It's playing in your head right now. What are you seeing? Um, Tell us quickly. As stupid as it sounds, maybe the LeBron block with against Golden State. No, that's a, that's that's a great that's a moment. One. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. I do remember that very vividly as well. I just remember the whole game so well. And like the final minute, it was so intense. Because that's like that's the a- most defense defense we've ever like that was incredible so that that game seven was so great that it completely made everyone forget how not yeah the rest of that series was yeah Yeah, everyone talks about how it's like the greatest playoff series of all time it's it's not (laughs) um i'll say nick collins pick six in the super bowl against ben roethlisberger uh nick collins is one of the most he would have been a hall of famer if he never got hurt I'll just say that right now. All right. He was that good. And oh, another one, mine, Howie Kendrick, the home run off the foul pole to win game seven against the Astros. That's a good one. Yep. I I was there. I saw that. I know exactly what he's talking about. Yep. <laughs> um yeah. My another uh, another honorable mention here, San Antonio Holmes catch. Unfucking believable. Yeah, that was absurd. Uh, yeah. to win the Super Bowl was insane. Uh probably. This is off topic, but I think that is probably the best throw catch, like best play in NFL history, in my opinion. Oh, I also have another one because it's the bear. It's against the Bears. Uh, BJ Raji's, uh, like BJ Raji. Yeah. I love BJ Raji. Yeah, his, his he was a touchdown big score against the Bears in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. Oh, that, one, I that. that was so satisfying. Also, it doesn't even apply to me. I just remember the Rodgers to Cobb fourth and 18 so vividly. Uh, yep. I so love that's that. Another that's another that was against the Bears, right? Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. Was one that, that was to win the division. Yep. I yeah. love that that play so much. And there's so many others, like the Miracle in Motown. Oh, we could be here all day. I'm we just saying about Packers once. I'm just saying Packers once. Uh, okay. You guys aren't going to appreciate this one. It's your all-time favorite. You guys aren't going to appreciate this one, but the 2011 Masters on the whole playoff, oh. Bubba oh. Watson on a second shot out of the woods. Oh. I am oh. so appreciative the, of that. I, I know you want to care. I just, for all you <laughs> golf fans out there. Oh, it's an, it's, oh, I'm, with, I'm with you, Kurt. I'm with you. It sounds dope. Look it up after this. Look up Bubba Watson's playoff shot 2011 Masters. You'll be so impressed. Was it to win it? So he was in a playoff. It was a second shot okay. and a terrible drive. He shanked it to the right. He's in the woods. He had to hook it out. Who was, like, he, who was he in a playoff against? I don't I don't remember. Oh, you're rooting the You're coming out for me. You can't set the scene. Kurt's botching um, it. Kurt's botching it. It might be the Argentinian. Yeah, it was John Rahm. It was not John Rom, no. Yeah, we'll just say it was Rom. <laughs> uh, what an unreal shot he had at the Masters, so. though. All right, next question. That's though. good. Yeah. All right, next question. Uh, Wentz or Hurts for the Eagles' future? Uh, we talked about this a little bit. Yeah. Um, it seems like they're picking Wentz. But from our perspective, which do you guys think they should really go with? Kurt just said Wentz. Um, I think I'd probably go Wentz as well. Hurts, what he did was pretty impressive, uh, especially since Wentz wasn't able to do anything this year. And Hurts kind of went into the same situation and played much better in almost every single game. Uh, almost. But Wentz still has so much more that he's shown in his career than Hurts. Like, so obviously, Wentz has played like an MVP. So they're going to try to recapture that. And I think that that's probably more beneficial to go with him. Hurts, also, you can keep him on the bench, bring him back in at another time, and he can still be an option for you. <sighs> Okay, I just saw LeBron hit a shot over Brooke Lopez to ice the game. But um, okay. that's the best moment of Sam's. That's his top yeah, coach fuck you. moment. Fuck you. Um, I'll say, I, I'd also go Wentz. Um, a lot of people are saying Jalen Hurts is um like their savior, just because he played better than Wentz doesn't mean he's your savior. I mean, he played better than Wentz, that's for sure, but he wasn't good. I wouldn't say he was good. I don't think he's franchise quarterback showing of what he showed in the regular season. Um, so I'd still stick with once if I were the Eagles. I want to say this and I'll express it a lot. Even though once getting a have, lot of hand motions here from Kurt, I want to get, let you guys know for all the audible even listeners. Even though Wentz didn't play well this year, so many people forget how good he was before this season. Yeah. Like, 
He was a top seven quarterback. He was yeah. easily deserving of that contract. We and, all said he was better than Dak. Like right. everyone was and like, I, most people I still, were like, I still stand over by Dak. that. Obviously right, you're now, on crack. I, okay, now I don't. I mean, you, wait, what did you say? Did you just say Wentz is better than Dak now? No, I said, no, I said I, in the past, we all said that Wentz was better than Dak. And then Kirk goes, yeah, I still stand by that. <laughs> you're on crack. And he goes, no, I don't think that anymore. You just said you did. So he has the cap on forward. So he won't let me talk. I stand by, I think he was better, but anyone okay, with a fair, brain fair, knows fair. that Dak is better right now. And that's why Washington's getting him. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bud. Okay. Okay, slow okay. your roll. Um, we got this question. Who is your defensive player of the year, and why is it Xavier Howard? <laughs> oh, I wonder who that's from. I wonder who it was well. Um, I think we're uh, all we, unanimous, Aaron Donald. Yeah, we kind of talked about this in the past. We did our uh, predictions on who we think would win, I think, like a week, week or two ago. And uh, we kind of all said Donald, just because he has the most impact and he was he was the best defensive player this year, obviously. But I kind of had an argument for Xavier, and I basically said it's more rare that they have a season like that compared to a, you know, a defensive lineman having a very dominant season. But at the same time, Donald is just – he's the better player, so I would give it to Donald. I agree. But yeah. I think some people are making the case for Watt. And as good as the season as Watt had, I think I was kind of contemplating it in the year, but then Donald, you start to realize what he does, and it's impossible to go unnoticed. Yeah. Um, Correct. I kind of I made my case for why Watt isn't defensive player of the year a couple like a couple episodes ago because he plays on a defensive line with that gets the most pressure out of like any defensive line. I mean, they all, I think, have over 60 pressures, which is fucking insane. So, yeah, it's Aaron Donald. I mean, he's the best player in the NFL this year. I think that's pretty clear. Um, unless you want to make the case for Rodgers, which is totally fair. <laughs> and um, he's on the best defense in the NFL. I mean, he was on such a good defense that his head coach got – not head coach. His defensive coordinator got a head coaching job with him one As year. As he should. Exactly. All right. Did you, wait, did you guys know Brandon Staley had cancer? Did I did you guys not know, know that. that? No. I found that out today. Well, I don't props know. to him so, for uh, going through that. I, I kind of just – I don't know why I brought that up randomly. No, I'm sorry. No, I mean, I didn't know I that. I just kind of found that no, kind of cool about his story. That yeah. is good for him. Nice little good redemption story. Moving on, though. Thoughts on the Broncos next year? I think they'll be better. Uh, I think they defensively they got torn apart with injuries. Dude, people um, were expecting them to be so good this year. So here, a lot I, of people. Were I, I like, want to say this. I was very high on Locke pre-draft, and obviously he fell like ridiculous. Went in the second round. Don't even remember the pick. It was what I don't know. That doesn't matter. Something. Don't matter though. Um, so Denver. I his rookie year, obviously you saw how good he, or good he could be at the end of the year. And I was at first like, I think this Broncos team could be very good, but it reminded me so much of Cleveland heading into this year, the overhype around them with the second year quarterback. He had a good rookie year. And I'm like, this is just getting absurd at this point. As, lo- as much as I love and I, like, I like Locke, I just don't think he's capable of some of the expectations that some of these people are putting on him. Um, Broncos, I think will get better next year though. Um, it's tough because I think the Chargers are going to get better next year. Um, and I think that Vegas can be better next year. So they're in a tough division. So I just don't really know how they'll it'll fall in that division, but maybe they'll get better. Maybe they're a fringe playoff team, but I don't think anything deeper than that. I think Denver is going to be last in their division next year. If I'm being honest, um, I think the chargers are going to be great next year because they actually have a good coach. Um, I think Vegas will still be around 500 at least. And I just think Denver, since it really depends how they approach quarterback this offseason with Drew Locke. And I just don't think Drew Locke is it. He is a very first read quarterback and he sucks after the first read. And you've seen that evidently over and it's just all that. And I don't know. And there there's all this talk about Von Miller. and that guy's some off, off field, the yeah, off field issues. I saw some texts between him and his baby mama, and it's just, uh, it's not looking too hot for him. And he might get cut to save money. Um, and I mean, if they don't have him and they're going to lose like Shelby Harris and other key players, um, 
I want to see how the draft goes, but I just don't. I'm not that high on Denver next year. Um, I think Jerry Judy is great, and I think Cortland, I think the weapons around Drew Locke are fantastic, but ultimately probably Vic Fangio is going to get fired next year if they're not going to be above 500. Let's be honest here. Yeah, we're being we are we're always honest on the highlighted all sports culture podcast. Really, but honestly, like how you talked to Drew Brees. Yes, yeah, yeah, you're being very forgot about that part. No, but I haven't <laughs> given it much thought. Um, but you know, off the top of my head, I do. I think I agree with you, Sam, and that they'll be last. Um, it, Drew Lock. Let's be real; he's better lip syncer than he is an NFL quarterback. Like he should just stick to making TikToks. To be uh, fair, and he's a on very the sideline. No, he is. He kills it. Honestly, he did great. That was like the most viral video, like in that was, NFL. That was dope. That shit was going crazy. And uh, his play on the field, not so much. I mean, he was second in INTs this year, and I think he missed like five games. Did he not? Yeah. So, he missed a couple, definitely. He missed a a few. So, obviously, not a great year from him. And people were expecting a big leap. Uh, He was literally – there was multiple people saying, Drew Locke, dark horse for MVP. Because, you know, it was all that craze about like second-year quarterbacks becoming MVP, um, which didn't happen. It went to father old time. But, uh, yeah, so I, I'm not a huge fan of the Broncos. I don't think they're going to be very good next year. I would expect a pretty similar season. Um, moving on, though, let's go to the next question. Uh, Jokic for MVP. Jokic, Jokic. I say Jokic. Everyone clowns me, and they say it's Jokic. I don't care what you say. I say Jokic, and I'm sticking with it. Um, so, yeah, Jokic for MVP. Uh, yes, I predicted he would win MVP last year. I was a year too late. He's going to win it this year. That's fair. I, I don't uh, have Yeah, a, a I think opposition. it's honestly at this point, it's like between him and maybe Embiid, the two big guys are going out of there having unbelievable years. I'm it's fine. still definitely a wide open race though. Right, yeah, and it's obviously extremely early in the year to make that case. Um, it'll be one of those two. Jokic, I'm fine with if you want to go with that. He's having an unbelievable year. You're just a year off, Sully, so just pretend like you yeah. made this prediction this year. Well, that's what it will. Yeah, I'll go back and I say, look, I called this one year ago. Yeah. So I'm a genius. Uh, we got USA versus Columbia World Cup Finals. Kurt, what do you think? What year are we talking? <laughs> Whatever you want. Uh, USA, I won't talk too much soccer because the demographic for soccer is extremely low in America, but it's whatever. Um, USA. Just thinking about that. I don't want to cut you off. Actually, you answer first. You answer first. Um, so I might talk you guys will probably have no idea what i'm talking about if i go on this like a minute rant but just kind of stick with me uh usa you've seen the progression this team has made when it goes to academy or just bringing up talent and sending them to europe uh you look at 2018 and the only guy that really had a chance of doing so and being that guy was pulisic uh then you look at from 2018 2022 we have serginio Dest, weston mckinney tyler adams you know brian reynolds just is gonna go i don't to ac milan i think for seven million so the amount of talent that USA has that is progressing is incredible. Um, and I've been saying it, soccer is growing a lot in America. And I love to see it as someone who plays soccer and admires it at a global stage. Um, but it's obviously not comparable to some of the countries in Europe. And it never will be as time goes on. It's just reality because obviously as you grow up, people would want to play football, basketball. They don't really look at soccer as their first option. I can understand why, because the money is in the NFL and the NBA, not in the MLS. Um, but Columbia, obviously, you know, look at James and what he did in 2014. That was the big focal point for that country. Um, you can look at what they did in the 90s and the 80s, and they're very competitive then. Um, but now they're not a high-level team. They're around the same level, maybe a little bit better as USA right now. Um, so I don't think they're going to be competing for the world cup. If you're talking about 2022 or even 2026, 2026 will be hosted in America though. So everyone should uh, be in attendance for that. Um, oh, we'll be going, you will cool. We'll have I'll a suite. We'll have a suite. Yeah. We'll be covering it for ASC. Um, yep. but no, they won't make the world cup final, even though as much as I want to see it. And I'll bet $20 million that Subba asked that question. Yep. And you're a winner of $20 million. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, what I was going to say is though, I was thinking about it actually yesterday. I think I was in the car, I was driving and, uh, I don't know what made me think of it, but I was like the difference in fandom, I guess it's kind of the way NFL is in America compared to like Europe, but like 
soccer over there is like live, breathe, eat soccer. They yep. they're obsessed. Yeah. And over here, it's no one cares very, about. very rare yeah, you find no someone cares. that cares about soccer. Well, here's the thing. Like, is, what is it? I don't know what it is. Well, the huge thing is soccer wasn't fully adapted. MLS was established in 1996, I think it was. So America not even having their own league until almost 2000, when you've seen England and Spain and Germany have leagues ever since the 1800s. That just goes to show because their parents will tell their kids about soccer and so on and so forth. I mean, however many of our adults, you know, play, played soccer, it obviously wasn't a large bit. And that's why I think that it's going to grow exponentially because people like me are playing soccer at an extreme more level than what we've seen in the past. So that's what gives me hope for this soccer and for the sport as time goes on. But like you said, MLS, no one gives a shit about it. And I understand it, but MLS, if you actually like pay attention to like a couple games, the small selective fans that are in attendance for their pre-COVID, obviously, there's actually some very passionate American fans. Oh, they're crazy. It's, it's yeah. awesome to see because yeah. we're obviously trying to implement the culture that is established, like you said, solely in Europe. And it's going to be a long way to get there, but I think it's heading in the right trajectory. Um, but Europe is just unbelievable. It's insane. Obviously, NFL is NBA is not big or, you know, it's not big over there. So they rely on soccer. Um, so I hope that it's someday as big as it is there, will it be that big? Probably not. But, you know, I think it's just because it's been established more. That's why it's just bigger over there to answer your question. The team that plays in Atlanta, I don't know who it is. Atlanta United. They're nuts. Dude, they, they, uh, sell out the, the stadium. Yeah, they they sell it out. My brother went to a game one time and he's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but this shit's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Um, and you'll see, cause more teams are being established as a Charlotte team, obviously where I live being established in 2022, which will be a lot of fun to go to games there. Um, it's, it's just with Atlanta, obviously it's an incredible stadium. They play in Mercedes Benz. Uh, when you implement that, how is it, how are you not excited to go to games there? And then as other teams come evolved, you know, they have these expansion teams, they want to get involved at an early age and the fans will benefit that big time. If they're showing their full passion, Kurt, what's your MLS team, DC United. Oh, so I'm following course, the whole course, DC yeah. train. Yeah uh very successful in the early 2000s had wayne rooney then we now have a fallen off a cliff but we now have the youngest mls manager uh so the future's bright i think he's 38 39 okay so right. she's like a couple years older than me yeah maybe you should be a soccer manager <laughs> All right, moving on. That's enough soccer talk for the next decade for me. <laughs> Here we go. You're going to know who sent this one in. Start bench cut, Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott. Now, the interesting thing about this, there's no specifications on if it's one game, if it's an entire season. We're going to go like this. We're going to go one playoff game, okay? And then I'm going to say two years. So okay. you can answer both. I'm going to go first. I'm going to say if it's one playoff game, I'm going Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson. I'll go Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Lamar. Okay. Why did you pick Dak? I'm curious. You know, there's a guy with six Super Bowl rings in this. Uh... I understand, and that's always the argument that's brought up. It's like you want the guy with the experience. Listen, he's 43 years old. He's not. He's not Tom Brady. I mean, he's he's Tom Brady. He's still very uh, smart. He's always definitely the guy. Always definitely the guy who was in I've full support him, of Max Kellerman's like cliff theory in 2017. No, I wasn't in full support, <laughs> but I was in a pretty decent support of it. Um, oh. But to be fair, Tom Brady has defied. That, that theory stands pretty true for 99% of NFL quarterbacks. Yeah. Tom Brady That's why is definitely Tom Brady's defied the greatest that. player of all time, though. Yes, exactly. But he's 43 years old now. Dak and he's Prescott. In the NFC Championship. Yes. If you put Dak Prescott. But he's going to lose. If you put Dak, he's going to get destroyed. If you put Dak on the uh, Buccaneers, he's pushing 50 touchdowns. Uh, I mean, Tom had a great season as well. Okay. 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 I don't know. I, I understand where you're coming from, but I, I want to make two points. One, Dax, the whole theory of putting him on Tampa Bay, I understand Tampa's a better team, but it's not act like Dak doesn't have a range of weapons as well. And he's oh, obviously, and he was having an unbelievable he, yeah, season. I, I'm, not denying, I'm not denying that. I know yeah, he okay. was doing well. Yeah. But what I've seen from Dak Prescott in the playoffs when he went 13 and three and got 
fucked by Green Bay. Out of <laughs> yes, Stan. sir. Yes, sir. Um, that's all I need to know. I, I'm sorry, but I'm going to take a guy who's won mo- plenty of playoff wins, six Super Bowls over a guy who hasn't proved anything in the playoffs, which is why I'm also not taking Lamar Jackson. So that's why <laughs> I would take uh, Tom Brady over right. those two and pretty easily, honestly, too. Okay, but Sully, you say, <laughs> you say if Jackson Tampa, he's throwing 50 tutties. Well, the question was one playoff game. No, I agree. Season. No, no, it, you're season, right. I would take you're right. Dak. And I was kind of just saying, I understand, trust me, I understand where you guys are coming from when it comes to a playoff game, win one playoff game, whatever, you're taking Tom Brady. I just, I'm a big, I'm a big uh, proponent or supporter of take the better player. I like the experience and the guy who's won six Super Bowls. If Tom Brady was 40, if this was two years ago, Tom Brady, I'm easily taking Tom. I but think, he, but so here's the thing. He's what running has, on empty. Is, I'm telling you, it's going to What has Tom Brady soon. done this year that he didn't do in two years ago? He's thrown for 43 touchdowns and he's having arguably. No, no, no. Tom had a great season, but there are definitely throws. So why are throws. you not taking him now? As because there to are throws ago. where you're like, that was bad. Like he should have made that you're pass. You're taking a small selective thing and you're just turning it into. I'm trying to I'd rather game. have a quarterback with the mental game. ability of Tom Brady over Dak Prescott, who. What's Dak Prescott's record in the playoffs? Is Zero two? wins. Big no, he has one. He has one. Because he, he the Seahawks. Oh no! Let me tell you a story right now. I'm at a bar no. with my dad. Right? You're at a We're bar. Kurt. Well, I wasn't drinking. Kurt. I wasn't drinking. Kurt. I promise I wasn't drinking. I I don't do that much rage. I was in a bar uh-huh. with my boy Carl. He's my dad. Um, we're watching like. <laughs> You're a boy car bar with my boy Carl. He's my dad. I'm telling you. I, I mean, I'm not I mean that's gotta the, be the greatest that, that moment I've ever. That is the heard. weirdest way to present <laughs> your dad. Listen, in listen, listen. I'm not done. So, we're like the biggest Dallas haters ever, as you would expect as Washington fans, right? Yeah. We're playing Seattle, and I'm like, there's no way Dallas wins this game. Seattle had a great year that year. I'm like, name a time Dallas won a playoff game was like what? against detroit when they won that playoff game like however many years ago that was with pathetic. Romo? yeah pathetic man so i'm like no chance they win and then it was like a third and 16 and dak runs for the th- like first down in the touchdown i go back to the hotel room because i don't know where we were and i'm like pissed i like you were sl- so drunk I, you know I, you were. wasn't drunk <laughs> I, I was gonna say wasn't drunk um, oh, another story. I promise to be the last story. Now that we're talking about <laughs> this, this guy's, guy's a fucking he's novel. Got so many stories about <laughs> this. Right well, it's a chill podcast. <laughs> when I want to listen to these stories. So sophomore year, I bet like sixty bucks on Washington to beat Dallas. On oh, he's a gambler. Oh, no. oh my god, he's, he's a gambler. He's well, I, I'm not a gambler. Drinking, I just and he's gambling. Nah, if people are going to think I'm this degenerate gambler who drinks all the time, it's not true like whatsoever. It, it wouldn't be like wrong. It. I, it is wrong. I'm not, I don't drink underage <laughs> and I don't gamble a lot. I do it all. The all time. right. Tell the story. Tell the all story. Right. All right, Kurt. So I bet a lot of money on Washington <laughs> or a six and a half point underdog. But do you think I care? No. So, no. you know, we're up. Did you take the spread? Oh, no. I took them straight up. So like, okay. come on, are you kidding? That's me? good value. Yeah. Good value. Good value. Was, wait, was this was this pre DAC or post DAC? Oh, it was during DAC. Was this when the Dallas during was good? DAC. Is this when Dallas was good with DAC? Well, it was um, that fourteen and two year. It was when we were on Colt McCoy because Alex Smith the game before. Sophomore. Oh, it was twenty eighteen. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, sophomore year. I'm a senior now. Two years ago. Okay, I got you. Um. Anyway, I gotta I gotta hurry this up. So I I don't remember the exact incident, but. Actually, I do. So we're like, we're driving, <laughs> right? And we're head. down like 16 to 31. I'm obviously pissed, right? And we score, blah, blah, blah. And then I think we're, they scored, I don't know. It was more than a seven point game. I don't remember the specifics of it. And there's a blatant, I mean, easily helmet to helmet call. And they don't call it. And I mean, me, I was pissed. I had money on the line, go upstairs, get my gaming seat or my gaming chair. I slam it on the ground. <laughs> I was beer. I mean, I mean, obviously broke. Alcohol <laughs> destroys your families, folks. <laughs> but here's the thing. You guys act like that's a, it's not an everyday thing. 
That was like yeah, one like every story. Other day. What did, wait, what did you do in the hotel room? You said you got pissed, so you ran to your hotel room. Did you trash the place and have the No, I was just, I was, I just remember I was furious. I didn't like, oh, I didn't like throw, throw the I didn't throw the, I didn't throw the whole, the bed. I didn't throw the hotel chair because that would cost a lot of money. And obviously, <laughs> I was down money from that game. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But it's that's the two stories I have. What were we even talking about? Dak? Yeah. I don't worry about it. They don't need it. Just, it doesn't no, matter. Just, it doesn't just, matter. Let's just anymore. move on. That was, uh, it doesn't that was, matter anymore. That was fun. Uh, let's, that was... let's rip one more question, and then I think we're going to save the rest for maybe next time. Uh, and then we'll obviously get some more questions. We love having the folks send in some questions. Uh, this should be a relatively quick one. Who's better, D Hop or Devontae? Devontae. Devontae. Next question. We never got to any of the Salty, don't even talk. Related. I see that finger up. I got a finger. It's wrong. It up. It's wrong. For all my audible listeners out there, I have a finger and it is pointed towards the air. <laughs> and I have something to say. If you switch positions, if DeAndre Hopkins is with Aaron Rodgers this year, who Aaron Rodgers is known to pepper his number one target for good reason. There's really no number two. But do we think differently of this conversation? No, not really, because I think it's a little bit closer than we think. I'm still taking Devontae, though. They both are they're kind of different receivers um, in some ways. And yeah, I they are. Like, I feel like Aaron would fucking kill it with D hop as a jump ball receiver. And I mean, Devontae's he's sponsored by Jordan. So, I mean, that's his whole thing, too. But I think Devontae is so much better of a route runner that can kill you with anything. And I think that's just what gets in the edge. And I know I'm biased as hell, but like. Well, it's, it's fair to say Devante is obviously statistically the best this year. And the eye test would probably say the same, but that's going to be it. We've run out of time. Zoom. We hate you. Please don't sponsor us. We despise everything you, you, everything you are. We despise you, but that's going to be it for highlight all sports culture podcast. If you guys like this kind of chill laid back, just conversations with the boys, let us know, DM us some questions you guys have, whatever you want to see on the next podcast, just let us know. We're an open book and uh, that's going to be it. Peace guys. Goodbye.